to challenge you this morning, praise God. And we're going to listen to the word this morning. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for those that are here this morning. I thank you for those that are listening on the internet. I thank you for the grace and mercy of Jesus. I thank you for giving us a good church, good, a good gospel. Father, I thank you for good people. And Lord, I pray for those that are afflicted this morning, those that are not here because of their sick bodies. And Lord, I thank you, Father God. They need a touch from you. Heal them, Lord God. We bind the devil that's trying to stop people from serving you, Father God. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to talk a little bit about, and it's something I don't mention much because people get a little touchy when you start talking about money. <laughs> hallelujah. Those are listening by the internet. I, I mean, they might say, well, we'll never listen to him again. I'm not, I'm not talking about making the preacher rich. I'm not talking about... How, you know, how, who you can outgive. And I'm talking about giving into the house of the Lord. Bring your tithes into the house of the Lord, the Bible says in Malachi. You know, the storehouse. And see if God will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you're not able to bear it. Listen, God's house is, de is dependent upon faithful people. You know what I'm saying? It's dependent on people that, that, that go to church and people that are listening to this gospel. You know? You know, we, we, we need right now faithful people. We need people that can sow, praise God. And I thank God that he, I have some of them. There's people in this church that, that, that give, amen. There's some that don't give. <laughs> you know, and I'm not picking on those who don't give or give. I'm just saying that we all have a responsibility. I was telling the Lord that a while ago to keep God's house going. You know, that electricity is not free. <laughs> that water is not free. Everything that goes on here, the repairs to this church and, and the house of God is not free. Amen? It takes money. Praise God. But I'm not going in the vein that a lot of preachers do. Well, if you don't give, you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Make you feel like you're guilty and condemn you that you don't. That's not what I'm doing this morning. I believe that giving is a type of worship. Okay? When someone gives to the house of the Lord, it shows their, their, their love for the Lord, their love for the ministry, their love for the things of God. Uh, we need to understand that giving is a place in the scriptures for a reason. Because God looks upon his people to provide for his church, for his ministry, okay? You know, I came to pastor here about three years or so ago. I've never preached a message on money. You know, I'm not, don't, I've seen how people are hurting and stuff. I said, well, you know what? We're just going to avoid that subject for right now. Because there's a lot of people, they can't give, okay? And that's, I'm not condemning people that can't. Don't, listen, I'm going to show you a scripture, and I want you to turn there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, and I'm going to read you something, okay? About the principle, I mean, the foundation of giving, okay? And I, I, we, we're going to learn a little bit this morning, praise God. I might not preach about money until the next two years, <laughs> three years. But, you know, it is in the Bible, it is a type of worship, okay? And I know people that listen to the internet, they feel like they want to sow into this ministry. You can go on the internet and go on Facebook, and they got a number there you can call or an address. If you feel you want to uh, sow into this work, we're more than welcome. Praise God. And it's a blessing when people give to the house of the Lord. Amen? We're learning something every day, okay? I want to say, I want to start in verse 7 real quick. 
And, and this is the reason why I'm reading this verse first, because I want you to understand that giving is your choice. It's giving is something that you do between you and the Lord, right? See, the preacher don't set amounts on how much you can give. You know, preachers don't shouldn't go out there and say, well, I want you to donate this and give this amount and do such and such. And, you know, you don't do that. Because that's not, that's not what the Bible says. It says here in, in, in verse 7 of, of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, give as you purposed in your heart. Now, that, that's, this is the thing I'm, I'm talking about. Giving is something that's a conviction between you and God, right? God don't want you to give. And I'll finish reading the verse because it's very, very clear that he doesn't want you to give of a grudging heart. He don't want you to give. I said, preacher, I guess I got to give something. You know, forcing me to give. That's not what it's about. Giving is not a, a forced thing. Giving is something that goes on between you and God, right? You know, me and Jans, for years, we sold to the ministry and we never stopped. You know what I'm saying? And we sold and we sold one way or the other, whether it would be our money or it would be our time or whatever it would be. And you know what? I learned something about giving. Giving is, a, is, 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 is as we, you see, when you give your tithes and your offerings, I mean, you're not giving it to the preacher, you're giving it to the house of God, right? Now, what the preacher does with it, he's going to stand before the Lord with it, right? But as God tells you, as God speaks to you, you give. As you purpose in your heart, you reason with God. God will, God will speak to you and he'll tell you, this is what I want you to do. You see, I didn't want to even preach this this morning because I said, Lord, I said, you know how people feel about money. You're not, you're not giving to make me rich. <laughs> Seriously. You're giving to, to the work of the Lord. If you've grown here, if you've learned here, if you've worshipped here, if you're part of this work, you have a responsibility to sow into this ministry, right? I'm not going to set you in a certain amount you give. You know what God says. You see, me and Janice, we took tithing as a principle. You know what I'm saying? We feel that as we give, God will bless us, right? And that's a, that's a relationship between me and us and the Lord. And I've seen it many times. You sit there and tell you. I remember one time we was, you know, years ago I was pastoring in Henderson. And listen, we, we just kept giving. We just, just did what the Lord told us. And that was between us and the Lord. And we was adding unto our house. And that costs us a lot. <laughs> and three weeks after we, <laughs> we finished it, somebody gave us $10,000. <laughs> Paid off our little addition, our little room in the bathroom in the house. We never asked anybody for it. It just, it just came because of the principle of giving. See, this is not what you give and God will make you rich. Those that are preaching that need to repent of that, 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 that uh, lo filthy lucres. That's what they are. See, if God wants to make you rich, that's his business. But I'm not rich. And me and, me and my wife, we sow. You know what I'm saying? We, don't, we sow our time. We, we, we want to do what God says. Amen? And for years, we, we worked on that principle, and we saw God meet our needs every time. Never let us do without. Because the principle is right. Give unto the Lord. Give unto the Lord its purpose as you agree in your heart. Not have a grudge. I'm going to finish reading that scripture because it's important. It says, give as you're 
give us uh, you purpose in your heart. Do not give of a, a grudging or a grudged spirit or a necessity. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you know your children are hungry, feed your children first. Now, you don't hear that in a lot of these big churches because you know why? They want you to give them the money. You got a light bill to pay. Don't let them cut your lights off. Pay it. Don't give out of your own necessities because God has given you that to provide for you. Okay? Now, people say, well, look, I just give right off the top. But that's great if that's what you want to do. But, I mean, if your children need bread and food and your light bill's fixing to cut off, Pay your light bill first. Come on, somebody. I didn't write this. It says, don't give of your necessity. I mean, your house has to be taken care of. Okay? Now, that don't sound popular because a lot of preachers out there, they say, no, man, you got to give first to God. And I understand that if that's what God wants you to do. But for, for the reason of that, I'm saying that you come give me your last $20 and you need milk for your children. Don't give it to me. All right? That's just me. I look at that scripture and I said, you know what? A lot of people out there preaching, he says, you know, I've heard one preacher, a uh, famous preacher on TV, and I'm not going to name their name, but he's, they asked him, he says, what if somebody has a light bill to pay? Or somebody, uh, somebody, you know, buy food for their children. Don't you feel bad about it? She, she said, no, I don't feel bad about it. You know, you're going you're gonna to let <laughs> somebody not feed their children? Or take care of their own necessities first. God, God wants us to take care of our necessities. Now, tithing is another thing. If, if God's called you to give 10%, I mean, you give your 10%. I've done it already. We gave 10% and, and God has provided. That's our principle that we've learned through giving, okay? I believe tithing is a good principle, right? I believe tithing is a principle that works. And that's, you know, I look at it that way. I mean... We don't mind giving money to the brand new car note, the brand new house note, and the brand new boat, and the brand new this. You get what I'm coming from? And I'm not knocking people that do that. That's their business. Their giving is their, God, their business, okay? But if you never give, if you don't see the necessity to give, then that's another problem, right? What's more important right now than anything, the gospel of Jesus Christ? What's more important to you to see... So saved. If that's, more, if that's what you care about, then you're going to give, right? You're going to give if you want this church to be here and, and continue. Because God uses people. Uh-oh. Somebody wake up. <laughs> God uses people. He don't need us, but he uses us. He uses us to provide for his house. He uses us to provide for his preachers. He even Listen, people only like to hear that. Listen, the Bible said you don't muzzle the ox that threaded out the corn. Paul is quoting that from the, the book of Mo, from, from, uh, the Old Testament. If you got a good ox, you feed him, right? If he's, he's plowing the field, you, he needs to keep working. He needs to keep his strength. But I don't want to get on that, okay? That's not what I'm saying that for. But I'm saying this, that if we give, we give as purposes in our heart, as we decide between us and the Lord. We give, not a necessity. If you have something that's going to, they're going to cut your lights off, go pay your light bill. Right? If you, if you, if you got some, need some food for your children, buy food for your children. Oh, okay? Are you listening to <laughs> 
You know, but if you can give and you agree with the Lord what you want to give, what God's calling you to give, then give it, right? Whether you're tithes or your offerings, whatever God sets on your heart to do. Because I'm not going to your house and set you in a mouth. That's between you and the Lord. And I'm not going to look at you any different. I'm not going to love you any different. I'm, I'm not going to say you're not a Christian any different. Because, but you have to decide in your own heart what you're going to do. And how you're going to give unto the Lord, right? Says so you don't want to be a grudging giver. Oh, man, that preacher's asking money again. Man, golly, man. Don't even know we work hard. I don't want to give all that to the preacher. You're not giving it to me. You're giving it to the Lord. You're giving it to the work of this ministry to keep this ministry going. To make sure that God's house is met and needs are met. You know? To make sure that we can continue coming here every Sunday and preach the gospel. That's what I'm talking about. Right? So when you put money in that box in the front, that's between you and the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes we don't get nothing. I mean, we have to believe every, every, every Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday. And you know what? God meets, meets the needs every Sunday. Every, he, you know, he, he brings it. You know, because he wants this church here. And he's given us, not just me, but us, the responsibility that it be provided for. Okay? But when you give, you say, Lord, I'm giving as a faith unto you. I'm, it's a type of worship. This is because I want to serve. This, I want you, your house blessed. I want your, your church blessed. I want to be blessed. That's the spirit of worship. That's what it's about. It's about giving unto the Lord. God is not going to let his house stay without. Right? And I want to teach a balance on giving. Because you're not going to hear somebody quote these scriptures because they don't want you to give. They, they want you to give above what you can afford. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That's just me, okay? When somebody says, well, put it on your credit card, you shouldn't give it. Come on, somebody. If, if you've got to owe it, if you've got to borrow it, see what I'm saying? That's just me, okay? I'm not, I'm not knocking this. Me. I'm talking about me. I, I would never ask you to put your, your, your if, you know, on a credit card. Now, debit card, that's a little different. You have the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Borrowing. God don't need you to borrow money to keep his house up. Right? Come on, somebody. Now, I look at it this way. As God has prospered you. As God, the Bible says, to, you know, uh, as your soul prospers. God, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. As your soul prospers. So we should give as we prosper. Now one thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to share this with you because it's important. Never neglect the house of God. Never neglect giving to the house of the Lord. Because if you want to say, well, I don't feel like it. Well, that's you and God. But it's still we're still responsible, right? I've never, like I said, I've never even taught on teach giving since I've been here. So I come back to pastor. But it's, you know, it's in the Bible. I have to say something. Okay. You never neglect the house of God. This church is here. And I'm not speaking for every other church. I'm talking about this church. This church is here 
that people can grow, that people can learn the ways of the Lord. People can learn the ways of righteousness, right? And it's important as believers that we honor God with, what, with, a, with our first fruit, so to speak. You know, tithing is a type of first fruit. You know, whatever, whatever you, you, know, you get, if, you can, if you're prospering, you should at least give 10%, right? Because I know the principle of tithing works. I've seen it work. I'm not in the, in the business to make you give. But, you know, the Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, most of us have been reading the Bible, it says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse that God's house may be filled. It says, see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You'll not be able to contain it. See, tithing back then was a law. I believe more than you tell them it's a principle given. It's a set amount where you can give to the house of God. You make your mind up and say, this is what I'm going to give God. At least 10%, all right? And that's between you and the Lord. Please don't, tell, don't, don't blame me. God wrote this, not me. And, and as I go in the Lord, I, wish, I want to give more. I want to give more to the work of the Lord. Not only just money, but just my effort, my time, prayer, drawing, you know, things like that. Where it's more valuable than money sometimes. Because prayer is, listen, you need to pray for me. You need to pray for me because I need prayer. Some of the greatest gifts you're going to give me, y'all, is seeking God for me. I know there was times I had tro troubles in my life. and spirit, If it hadn't been for the, peop, the men of pe women of God, men and women of God that pray, I don't know where I'd be. Right? So really, prayer is more valuable than money. Because it, it, it opens the door of God's blessings on your life. But we should never neglect God's house, okay? It says here, let me finish reading this. Don't be a gr gr uh, grudging or a necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now watch. If you can't give cheerfully, don't give. But then you're a pastor church. You need as much money as you can. Listen, I'm telling you right now. If you're not giving with a cheerful heart, then you, you, might be, you might be hindering the blessings of God in your life. Sometimes you got to get the flesh to give. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the flesh don't want. But you make up in your mind, this is, this is for the Lord. This is for the work of the Lord. And give with a, a cheerful heart. Listen, when I worship up here, when I'm worshiping, it's cheerful. I love it. I love the spirit of worship. You know, when I give into the house of the Lord, it's, in a, it's, it's a cheerful giving. It's, it's, I, I'm giving it out of my own free will. I give it willingly, right? Cheerfully. You know, I'm not complaining about what I give, right? I give it as unto the Lord. So all my giving is, is centered on worship. All my, my giving is centered on the things of God. So I'm not worried about what somebody else is giving or not giving. I'm do, doing it as unto the Lord. And that's the principle of giving. You know, when people got to pressure you to give, and you give it with a grudging heart, keep it in your pocket. Uh-oh. I know most preachers won't say that, but I'm going to say it. If you've got to give with a grudging heart, keep it in your pocket. Because probably it won't even benefit you. If you can't do it as, a, as unto the Lord, as you can't give as unto the Lord, as God purposed in, in your heart to give, then keep it. When, when you put money in that box in the back, I want you to do it with a right heart, okay? 
Don't do it with a grudging heart. Because God loves a cheerful giver. I said, God loves a cheerful gift. <laughs> Listen, when I get up in the morning and I come to church, to, you know, on Sunday morning, I come. And nobody has to force me to do it. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody has to call me and say, where are you, brother? You don't want to go to church today? Nobody has to make me do it. And, and you know what? And, and, and if, if somebody got to make me go to church, I ain't going to get nothing out of this. Somebody got to force me to come to church, force me to read my Bible, force me to pray. I just assume not do it. But when God speaks in your heart, and listen to me, when I'm saying this, when God deals with your heart, then that's another story. When God gives you, deals with you about praying and going to church and reading your Bible and giving, that's the Lord's dealing. If God ain't told you to give nothing, don't do it. I'm going to tell you right out, praise God. But when you do, when God does tell you and deal with your heart, then you better obey. Because he is the one that you got to answer to. Right? And I'm trying to teach this in a balance because most preachers would not even say what I'm saying this morning. They just want to say, hey, if you don't give, you're going straight to hell. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. You can't buy God, Kevin. <laughs> I can't buy God, y'all. I can't, I can't give enough to say God's going to earn, I can earn my way to heaven. You can't put a price on heaven. But where you, listen, I tell people a lot. I say, I can tell where your heart's at, where your checkbook is. <laughs> and I'm not being funny about it, but it's true. Where do we dish out more of our time, our effort, and our money? You know? It don't take a whole lot to run this little church. We've got to pay the light bill. We've got to pay the water bill, you know, you know, keep it up and stuff like that. But it's still needed. You know, we, we, when, when something breaks over here, we have to have the money to go pay. I got a unit in the back, you know. And we had to, that was a unit that was given to me and Janice on, on one of our jobs. And it cost us $1,700 to get that thing hooked up and set, fixed and so we can have, you know, air conditioning and heating and stuff. It had been hard for people to come to church, especially elderly with their cold. And, and, and you know what? But the money was there. You know what I'm saying? You know, when people, people start sowing and giving, that gives us a chance to do something. When a, something in the outside you know, needs to be fixed or broken, we, we plan on redoing that, that ramp in the side of the uh, church right there. We want to put a cement one because, you know, we don't want nobody to get on there and fall through that and stuff. Put a top on it. Get it kind of secured the way it doesn't, you know. We want to do that. But right now, with nobody not giving like they should, it makes it hard. It makes it hard to, to, to be able to do what we, we, we can do. You know, and, and there's times, I'll tell you what, we, we, the church, the, you know, they'll mail, somebody will mail us a check. And it's some good ones sometimes. You know? And people, people do that, and, it, and we all do it. There's enough in this very room right now to, to do that. To, to, to keep up. You know, if all of us would do that part, if all of us would just give as God get, tells them to give, not as much as I, I tell you, because, listen, I'm never going to tell you or go to your house and say, you didn't pay your tithe, you didn't give your offering. Now I'm not going to happen. Because I'm not God. But I have to, as a pastor, remind you that the house of God needs keeping up. We have a nice little church. Seriously, I think it's in good shape. <laughs> 
But you know, we got to come out here sometime. We got to cut the grass. We had to repair the porch in the front. We had to put in, you know, things like that need to be done. And when people pass in front of this building, they don't have to, if they see something run down, they're going to stay. Well, these people don't care about their own church. How are they going to care about other people? The testimony of this building, people don't, you might disagree with me, but the testimony of this building, what, what it looks like outside is how people are going to see. They're going to know that these people care about their church. They care about the, their house where they go to worship. And it makes a big difference. See, so believe it or not, I know. And when we do, when we have a love for God's house and a love for his ministry, you see, lately, and it's just me, uh, I hope you feel the same way. I believe we have a good church here, a good gospel. Mostly the Lord's been dealing with me about telling you to worship him, telling you to get close to him. He's coming back. We need to draw near to the Lord. We need to draw near to his spirit. You know, we need to draw, get close to him and live a holy life. This is important. But I see that many times. I said, you know where I learned about the rapture? I came to church in this very building. You know where I learned about faith? I came to church. You know where I learned about trusting the Lord? I came to church. The men of God are here with preached it, and we would believe it. And, I, and that's, why, that's why it's important to me that I'm here, right? That's why it's important you're here. Because while the world is falling asleep and dying, we know the truth. You're going to see how important this message is when things don't get hard. Come on. When people are going to be running with their heads cut off and don't know what to do next, you're going to have a fate that's going to carry you through. You're going to say, oh, I thank God I came to church. <laughs> thank God I read my Bible. I thank God I helped the church of God by being there and giving and serving the Lord. Listen, the things I got right now that's kept me and my wife going, I'm telling you, I got it in this very building. I'm not alone. Listen, I, you can say, <laughs> well, you can't put all that. Yes, I can put it all in there because that's where it happened. I learned about the love of God in this building. I learned about faith in this building. I learned about the rapture in this building. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I still remember things told me years ago in this building. Because I was, I came to church. <laughs> and you know what? Me and my wife, we, we made our mind up. We're going to sow. We're going to sow into the house of God. We're going we're to give into the house of God. And I don't regret one penny. Because what we got now, Axar, what we got now is more valuable than anything the world can give me. And if I had it, I'd be glad to do it over again. Because what I got is valuable. And I thought it was worth supporting. And I thought it was worth to keep it going. Because somebody else might get what I got. Somebody else get what you got. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. I didn't know giving was that important. <laughs> when you give to this work. Or any work. You give that that faith can grow. I Means it's a Genesis, a testimony to what this church was built on. And we were here to hear the word. That's why I love it today. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't think I would have made it without this ministry. I'll be honest with you. And God knows I'm telling you the God, the honest truth. That God had spoke. 
the brothers that were here preaching the gospel spoke as God gave them a word. And we were here. And nobody had to tell me. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've got it all together. I don't. But nobody had to tell me to come to church. Nobody had to tell me to pay my, you know, give offerings and tithes. Nobody had to tell me that. We just did it. I never had nobody once, ever, in this church come tell me, Brother Lenny, you ain't paying enough tithes. Never. Not once. Just did it because I saw need. We just did it because it was worth seeing God's house grow. Worth seeing God's man provided for if we had to do that way. Everything else, everything that's needed. Never, I don't think once ever gave grudging. I can't remember. I don't, I'm, I'm not lying to you. I don't think we ever once gave grudgingly. If I did, I'll forgive me, but uh, I, don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't remember it because it was just in our heart. We didn't, nobody had to, like I said, it was just built in us. It just automatically was. It bothers me when I see people don't see the need to give. You know? Verse 6 in that same chapter, I was in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. I think, listen, please believe me, I'm going to teach this. I think giving opens the blessings of God in your life. All right? I think giving is a, is a way to receive something. From, because as you sow, as you give, it opens God's storehouse, so to speak. It opens God's blessing door to where you can receive of the Lord. See, a lot of people misuse these scriptures, but there's a principle in it. You're not going to be a getter to your giver, right? You're not going to be a receiver to you a giver. See, most people go around and think, well, I, can, I don't have to give no money. I don't have to do it. Listen, listen, you're missing out on the very thing. God gave me his son. He gave the best thing he had for my miserable life. And when I see that, that happening, I say, God, how valuable is Jesus to you? He gave the very best he had. I can't even come close to give what God gave. But it's important to me as a pastor, as a Christian, to understand how important this gospel is, Right? Why do you even wait to preach it when you had a full house? God told me to do it this morning. He, listen, I was wrestling with two messages. And God, listen, I was reading a message this morning. I was going to maybe preach that. And when I was reading my Bible, the lights turned off. I said, well, wait a minute. Maybe that's God. <laughs> God maybe gave me, gave me a message. The lights turned off this morning. I was reading. And all of a sudden, while I was reading them passages, I thought I might have preached that maybe. And the lights cut off. I said, well, maybe God's trying to show me something. You preach what I tell you to preach. I want you to be blessed, okay? Anybody living and listening on YouTube, I want you to be blessed. And it's more blessed to give, the Bible says, than to receive. I didn't write that, right? God wrote that. 
Listen, there are a lot of people out there. I, I met a guy this morning. He was putting gas in the truck to come to church. Me and Boog went put some gas. And he came to me and he, he wanted me to give him a cigarette. You know, and I thought he was going to ask for money. And I didn't have no cash on me. I'd have gave him something if I'd have had it. He said, I need a cigarette, man. It's cold out here. And I, he walked off. I looked at the book and I said, how blessed are we? This man can't, don't even have a house to live in. He's walking around trying to find a, a stupid cigarette to smoke. I said, I have a home. I said, but we have a home. We have, we have food. We're not, we don't have to go around begging, right? So how blessed are we? You know who gave us that? The Lord. You know who's providing for us? The Lord. It's because years of sowing me and my wife, and, and I'm not saying we did everything perfect. Please don't get, get that picture at all. But we did make it a principle that we would sow into the house of the Lord. If we didn't have money, we'd sow our time. Right? We do something because it's important. This church is important. People pass in front of that church every day, and they're they going to give us a second look. But let it be missing. They're going to see how important it is. God is my witness as long as I'm the pastor. I want to, we're going to keep going, praise God. I, I don't have a, I told somebody, I said, I don't have quit in my spirit. <laughs> I see something wonderful God's going to do. And when the, when the Holy Spirit's going to start moving and people are going to start getting, needing the Lord, we're going to be here. We're going to be the light in this community. And God's going to make a way through this little church that many will be healed. Many souls will be saved. Listen, I see it. My faith isn't, but you know what? We have to be here to ready to sow into it, to let, it, let God's word continue. He don't need us. I mean, I'm not just getting off that God needs us. He chooses us. See, when you give, you're chosen. <laughs> when you worship, you're chosen to worship. We're going to heaven because God chose you to go to heaven. You, know, you can't buy God. I can't tell you, you send this much money and God's going to take care of every bill you have. You're going to pay off all your... Your bills and stuff. That's, I'm not going to say that. That's not true. I think the principle of blessing is as you give, God blesses. I can't tell you if he's going to pay your house off or you straighten out all your... Listen, me and Jesse need a financial miracle right now. You know what? We believe in the Lord. That's just it. We've been praying. And I remind the Lord every day. You said, whatever the desire of my heart is, if I ask it in Jesus' name, you're going to give it to me. And, we, and, you know, we, we have a business that is slow right now, and it's hard. We have to find money, you know, to, to pay things and switch, move things around. But you know what? He never fails. Never fails. He never does. But it says here in verse 9, and then believe me, I, I know preachers use this, script, this verse out of context. And they, they do that because they want to get their pockets full. And listen, some, some, some preacher out there preaches this prosperity message and uses this very verse out of context. You're going to stand before God for it, okay? They will say things like, if you give a lot, God will give you a lot. <laughs> if you give a little bit, God will give you a little bit. And you know what? They're thinking only of their own pockets. See? They're not thinking about their own lust. They're filthy lucres. There's one place in, the, in the, uh, Isaiah, I want to see chapter 50. Six maybe, where it says that they're watchmen, blind watchmen. They always get, never have enough. 
The Bible calls them dogs. Filthy dogs. Do you know what a watchman does? He, he, when the enemy's coming, he sounds a trumpet. He sounds an alert. The enemy's coming. Let's get ready. Let's get ready for battle. But these just sit there and they don't even bark. <laughs> they don't make a sound. The world's falling down around them. All he says, give me, give me, give me, give me more. Give, give, give this and this and God will give you this and this and this. That's not the Bible. The principle of giving is between you and the Lord. And he says in verse uh, 6, he was so sparingly, means a little bit, grudgingly. He that gives, because, well, let me see if I can give God these two quarters in my pocket. All right, let me give God this dollar for this month, or, or two dollars. <laughs> you see, this is the attitude of giving. That's the whole principle of it. person that gives just to rattle the, uh, the, chain, the, 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 the bucket, it's not giving in the right heart, right? If you know you can give abundantly, if you can give not sparingly, if you can give. Listen, this church needs every dollar. It needs it because it's, 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 it's here and we're all responsible. But you say, oh, they don't need that. I got a dollar in my pocket. I'll throw them that dollar in there and I'll be going to for a month. That tells me where your heart's at, right? But he has so it sparingly shall reap sparingly, right? He that sowed a little bit shall, shall get a little bit. Now, if you give two mites, like the Bible says, Jesus went into the temple and they, they had these rich Pharisees and these, they were throwing a bunch of money in there. And one woman came with two mites. If you look at the study of a mite, those two mites would have uh, consisted of a half a cent, <laughs> a half a penny, <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> but she gave everything she had. What could you buy with a half a cent? But she gave it in faith, right? She said she gave more than all of them put together. So it's not the amount that matters. It's where the heart is. That matters. You give this morning and say, or somebody on the internet gives and, and says, I'm giving this as unto the Lord. Well, that's, God show me what to give. Then that's what you give, right? As unto the Lord. It might be two, two mites. <laughs> it might be $5 or $2. You might say, well, I cashed my check and man, I I've got $2 left. And God says, give it to me. You remember the story I said about the oil? A couple of weeks ago about the woman that went in that house. And the prophet said, what do you got in your house? He said, one jar of oil. And oil back then was, was like money. You, you know, you used it to warm your houses. You, they sold it. And she, he said, take what you got in your house. And tell your son, go borrow a bunch of vessels. And they went and they filled all those vessels up with that one <laughs> That woman gave her one jar of oil, and now she could pay off all of her debts. She saved her sons from going into slavery, because back then you could sell you, they would come take your kids away if you owed a debt. One, what about that other woman that had a, a son 
And the prophet went in there and says, Elijah, she, she had a, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, flour. The prophet says, uh, what do you got? I says, well, uh, I only got this. It was a famine in the land. So I got this little bit of flour. I'll make one little cake and me and my son is going to eat it and die. So you're going to make me a cake first. It wasn't that Elijah wanted her cake. He wanted to test her faith, Kev. <laughs> so go make me a that a cake, bring it to me, and your, your, your meal will never run out. She went, she made that cake. You know what? All through the famine, that woman, every time she went in that barrel, she had a meal. That's powerful. Preacher said, yeah, you see, she gave. And for the preacher, no, that's not what the principle was at all. It was to see how far she could take her faith. Right? So if she can believe by giving that little bit of meal she had left, God would never let her do without. He says, he that sow it sparingly shall reap sparingly. He that, he that sow it bountifully shall also reap bountifully. You know, most churches, not just this one, depend on the givers. Right? They depend on those that will do and give into the work of the Lord. And you know what? It's important because it's not about given to me, it's given to, I can tell you right now, me and my wife stretch every penny in this church because we want God's house to make it. You know what I'm saying? We have to make sure, because there's a lot of things we need to do here. I want to fix some stuff, and I, I think it's important. Okay? I think it's, it's important that we, 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 we repair stuff. You know? Just a couple of, uh, last year, we had to change that whole uh, and it was getting old. I mean, it just had, this church been here was 1970 something, maybe. The wiring had all burnt. So we had the money. <laughs> Me and Boog, we came. We, we, we changed all the service lines that were burnt. You should have saw it. They would have burned the church down if that would have stayed there. But because of people that gave, Me and Boog spent about two days out here. Changed all them service lines that went in, 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 the, in the meter. Changed the meter base. We changed the panel that where the, the breakers were. We put a brand new one. Now, if, if we had to call an electrician, we're looking at about $2,500. But we did it for maybe $500. <laughs> and it's because, you know, people gave. I had one person was given, didn't even come to church here. <laughs> you know? And if we'd have, like I said, if we'd have left, it would have burned the church. I had got a call from the electric company. I watched there. He said that meter at your church, it's overheating. And they called from Alexandria. I went over here and you were right. That box, that meter box, it got hot. And if we would have got that call, it would have burned the church. Well, we started checking the lines, and we, 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 me and Boog got over here, and we changed all of them. We changed brand new service line. We took the box apart. We, we, had, to, we had to wait. I don't know. We had to get somebody to come inspect it. That was another thing, because you couldn't put the meter box back on the lights without it being inspected. So the inspector came. He looked at it. He checked it out. He says, good. And we, we got our lights back. <laughs> but you know what? God made a way. God, listen to me. God made a way, you know, to make it happen because somebody gave, right? 
And I appreciate every dollar that comes in. When I, when I see people give, you know, it, it makes me say, well, this, this is good. You know, God's going to provide no matter what. But it's to see people's hearts. What, they, they love this place. They, they want to see this place go forward. Not only ministering here, we minister. Uh, Lloyd told me that we had a, somebody from Canada respond. Listening to the program from Canada. I said, man, that's great. <laughs> if you go to, uh, I say Spotify, I keep saying that, Spotify and, and all that other stuff. <laughs> Kill a fly. <laughs> so they, 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 they respond. And I had some people, I got a small percentage of listeners from, uh, from Germany and Ireland and different places. Somebody's hearing this this morning, right? And when they get you and they listen, they say, well, that's right. They, and then their faith grows and somebody's going on with the Lord. And I thank God for it, okay? But he that sowed bountifully shall reap bountifully. And I'm not going to keep you too much long, okay? You know, and I, and I thought about this, seriously. I said, Lord, I said, people in the church are hurting. They're sick and they're not working and they have no money. You know? And I, I, listen, this is not, this is not a, a message I enjoy preaching because I try to look at the overlooked condition of people, okay? And God is calling us to, to, to honor Him. If it's two mites... <laughs> In faith brings a blessing, right? Being able to give cheerfully or bring the blessings of God in your life, right? Listen, today the, the modern church has gotten so commercial. They have, they, listen, I told somebody the other day, they got preachers said, well, if you give this and God will give you this and God will bless you. Listen, I'm already blessed. See? And when preachers get up there, they start, they're telling them, you can't sell me my blessings, y'all. To get up there and say, well, God will give, bless you with this if you give such and such amount. Listen, I'm all for giving to the ministries. I'm all for that. But when you start putting a price on something that I already own, I'm already blessed of God. You're already blessed. You're, you got the promise of God through his word, not through a preacher, not through a, a priest, not through a rabbi. You already own it. So next time somebody says, you, you want to get your, all your bills paid off, send this. So you can't sell me what's already mine. <laughs> I give to my church. I support my, the work. See? The, 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 my God in Philippians chapter 419. My wife quotes that a lot because we need it. <laughs> Shall supply all my needs. All my needs. <laughs> I don't even have to look at it. <laughs> I learned that one by heart. All my needs according to his riches and glory. Whose riches in glory? His, not mine, his. His riches in God is rich. God is, oh, come on, somebody. God is rich. He owns every bank, He owns every hospital, He owns every institution, He owns everything. Men say, Well, we, I, I, I own this. No, you don't. You're going to die. It's going to be left right behind. Somebody else is going to grab it, right? We don't own nothing. <laughs> We're just the recipients of God's blessings. It's the promise that he gives that he will take care of his children. And he goes, let me just read some more. You, you can close your Bible. And I just want to read these to you. For where your heart is in Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says, 
where your heart is. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where's your treasure? Where's your heart this morning? There, there your treasures will be, right? You're going to get treasures from God if your heart is in the right place, right? Your heart. A lot of times your heart comes with your checkbook. <laughs> it's how you much you give unto the house of the Lord, right? And listen, I'm not pressuring nobody. Please, you might. Don't get mad at me, okay? You know, we're a full gospel church, right? We have to give the full gospel. I might not preach about money until another three years. I don't know. I, listen, I never, I, I, try to, I try to feel out where people is, you know, with their, what they're going through, okay? But, like I said, nobody had to tell us to give, me and my wife. Our heart was here. For our treasures were, were in heaven, right? And, and, and verse 20 says this, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust do corrupt. And neither where thieves come through to break, through to steal. So where did you say to lay up your treasures? In heaven. How do you get your treasure? How do you get your treasures in heaven? You got to go through God's avenue, and that's his church. When you give to the work of the Lord and souls are saved and lives are changed, then that's where your heart is, right? That's where your treasure is. Let me tell you, let me share something. Heaven is not for sale, okay? Come on, somebody. Salvation is not for sale. You can't buy your way into heaven. You can't, you can't put enough money to purchase heaven. See, your heart's supposed to be there already. <laughs> it's where your heart is, right? There will your treasures be also. And Luke 12, 32 says it like this. Fear not, little flock, for it is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Come on. God wants to give it to you. He didn't say he would sell it to you, right? <laughs> it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom, Kevin. Heaven is not for sale. But where your heart is, that's where your blessings are coming from. You get where I'm coming from? Your treasure is supposed to be there already. Your heart is, is where it's supposed to be. Whether you give, whether you worship, whatever. Whatever you do for the Lord, it's, it's where your heart is, right? We look unto the heavens from which our help comes from. Remember I quote that one in Psalms 121? Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Our heart is supposed to be there already. Our treasures are supposed to be there already. Everything operates through, through heaven coming from God. But you have to deposit something sometime. See, don't go to the bank and expect them to give you money if you ain't got nothing in your account, right? <laughs> I'm on somebody. <laughs> See, you got your, your, to have an account there. You got to have a treasure there. You have, have something to, to withdraw from, right? If you have a little bit, you know what? You, if you need $300... Come on, somebody. And you go to the bank. Don't, if you only got 100 in your bank account, they're not going to let you have the whole amount, right? I know that's, a, that's an example, maybe strange to use, but it's true. You're not going to go get $300 with $100 in your account because you're going to overdraw. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> but if you put enough, if you have a good source, 
you have enough, you can draw from it, right? See, God in heaven don't see value of money like we see it, right? Your value is based on your heart. See? Even if you only have 100, God can increase that because of your faith and your desire to please him, your desire to live for him. So that brings back that, you know what I'm saying? He's got that, right? He can cover you. But so many people are looking for a lot when they ain't, they ain't deposited nothing, right? Okay. But it's God's good pleasure, it says in Luke chapter 12, verse 13. Go read it yourself. It is his pleasure. He wants to give you the kingdom. I'm looking forward for that day when I'm going to get it. You're looking forward for that day when you're going to see the kingdom. God's going to give you the kingdom. You're going to become joint heirs with Jesus. Everything Jesus owns, you're going to own. That's what the Bible teaches. Right? Listen, me and Janice have a will. We have our property, our four children. And there it's set. <laughs> we don't plan on giving one more than the other, right? But we drawn a line. We, drew, we, we went to the, to the lawyer. We had a line drawn. We, we had a, 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 you know, a, a, a will made. There's no question where everybody's going to be. But you know, if we wouldn't have done that, how much chaos would have happened if something would happen to me and her? One would say, I, I, you, 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 I, you got more than me. I, I, you, uh, you just give me this. And, I, and you know, there'd be an argument taking place because there was no agreement made. Right? But here God says his will is. It's his good pleasure. You know what that means? It's in the will of God to give you the kingdom. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. It's in his good will to take you to heaven one day. And you can live forever with Jesus. It's in the will. It's in God's will. We've got to make sure we are written in that will, right? Do you all know what I'm talking about? How important is giving? Well, first of all, you can't give, you can't outgive God. All right? Don't even try. You can't outgive God, but there's a principle in sowing. Now I think people use that out of balance, you know. There's a principle in, in, in making sure God's house, house is taken care of, right? Today, there's people that want to be here. I know I talk to them. They're all sick. Their, their bodies are uh, flu, and my mama broke her leg, and there's a few of them that's not feeling good. I mean, that stuff is horrible, man. I can tell you there's about, about eight, nine, ten people that should be here that can't because they're sick, Okay? But we got to keep on going, right? We have to keep on sowing. We got to keep on building because I'm not a quitter. My wife, sometimes when I'm working on the truck, I say, Lenny, why don't you just stop? I get so frustrated because I want to do it. I know if I don't fix it, somebody calls, we don't have nothing to go deliver. So I determined in my mind, I said, if I don't fix it, I'll get out from underneath that truck, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> you get that frustrated, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 6, it says, In the house of the righteous is much treasures. I like that, praise God. In the house of the righteous are much treasures. If you're righteous, if you're saved, if you're going to heaven, there's a lot of treasures in the house of the righteous. There's much waiting for us. You know why a lot of times we don't get 
Well, we don't, we, we seem to look like we're lacking because we're not, we're, not, we're not trusting in what God has already provided, right? Heaven is full of riches. God's throne is full of blessings. You know? It's like Jesus said about, I said a while ago about the woman I gave too much. She gave more than them all because she gave everything she had. You know, most people think, oh, I'll put a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, forty, put it in the house, then God's going to love me more. No, He won't. Those that listen on the internet, don't think by giving a big amount that God will love you more than someone else or show preference. No, it doesn't happen that way. It's where your heart is. It's where you tre- that's where your treasures are, right? Somebody can give just a little. With the right heart, you can give a lot with grudging heart and it won't even register on God's economy book. It's where the heart is, right? In the house of the righteous is much treasures, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. Oh, the revenue of the wicked. The wicked out there got a lot of money. I can name you some some multi-billionaires, man. They, they, they're walking around, living in the best houses, living... Living in how many? How much you think they give to God? Bill Gates and uh, all those people like that, the uh, the Rockshiles and the, and uh, all, all these people like that, the Rockefellers. You how many do you think God give? They give to God? Probably very little, right? I was looking at a program that men that build America. Listen, I'm tell you something. All they care is their money and their power. I said, how in the world? Because these men were controlling the economy of America. You know, all these people that, 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 that in all business and all that. And I'm not against people work hard, they, they prosper, that's fine. But how much of that do you think God gets? <laughs> it might. But if they're going to give anything, they're going to give it some kind of liberal organization that's going to push gay rights and push... Uh, uh, all this other junk that you see out there, but they won't give to the house of God. Just think about if they would. How much of this gospel could preach? But for the little that you have is much richer than the, the, much that the, the revenue that the wicked gain every day. Because what you give can change lives. What you give can change souls. What you give can proclaim, help proclaim the gospel. But what the wicked do, what the revenue they have is not prospering the kingdom of God. It has no effect on the kingdom of God. I can tell you right now, none of these wicked can outgive God. <laughs> he doesn't need them. What he needs is faithful believers that will do what is right and seize the need, right? I'm almost finished, y'all. Mark 10, 21 says this about the rich young ruler. He came to Jesus, and he came to Jesus and said, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus looked at him. The Bible says he loved him. He says, uh, honor your father and your mother. You know, he said, give, you know, and he, gave, and he said, you know, love your neighbor. And Jesus looked at him and, and he, said, he said to Jesus, all this I've done for my youth. What yet lack I? He said, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. That's what he told him. She wasn't at the money, the problem. It's where his heart was, right? 
She, she, the gift of the poor is to show love for God's word because God loves the poor, right? But you see, the very first commandment that he, that was, he didn't give Jesus was to have no other gods before me. See, he had broken the very first because his money was his God. <laughs> his riches was his, his idol. So even though he was honoring his father and mother and loving his neighbor as himself, and we go on, he, he was breaking the very first commandment because he, was, he had his money. And his Bible says he went away, Kevin, from Jesus because he had great possessions. He went away sorrowful because he had put his money above loving the Lord. He couldn't part with the money. How many believers do the same thing? When a preacher asks for help, Said, that preacher don't need that. That church don't need that. You know, I'm going to be honest. If I ask for help in this church, financial help for certain things, I'm not going to abuse on you. Me and my wife done made that up already. It's really needed, right? Like the repairs and then things that, that needs to be done. As long as we have that money there, we can do this stuff. And when it needs something, breaks something, we want to be able to go in and then do it, right? Because it's, 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 first of all, it's, it's to make sure you're comfortable. That you don't come in this church and have to freeze or overheat or, you know, or, or, you know, you could come to church and you have a nice church to come to. And then someone would come here, they, they would feel the, the, the presence of the Lord. They would feel the spirit of the Lord because there are people that love Jesus here, right? And it's only because they, their heart is in the right place. Their heart's in heaven. You know, I've learned this from giving. Don't never listen to someone that says, oh, the preacher just wants you to <laughs> give so you can have that big house and drive that big car. No. <laughs> Not here. Because <laughs> I don't have a big house. We're still living in the same house. Me and Janice built with our own hands. 37 years ago. You know what happens when we need it? Uh, we fix it. It's not the mansion, but we got a good little house. We love it. We, we, we're comfortable. We, God has helped us with it, and we've kept it up. But you know what? It's not a mansion. It's ours, though. Ours, God gave us. Right, Mom? I love my little house. You know? Sometimes I got to get under the house, fix the pipes, Kevin. Sometimes I got to go do something at the windows or, or some break. I got to fix it. But listen, and when you get old, it's not as easy because you... Bones are hurting. I had to get onto the cabinet, change the, the faucet for the, for the sink and in, in the kitchen the other day. You know, I'm stretching my shoulders. I'm stretching way up there to get on the, oh. <laughs> I'm reaching. I'm reaching up there trying to screw that. And I, and I, look, it's, it's tough. But we got it done, right? And we got a nice little faucet. We got, we, we got a nice little house. We fixed our little, our little house. We're going home this afternoon. We can sit in it and knowing that God gave it to us, right? And we're blessed. And you know what? We should never, we were too busy worrying what other people have and not seeing what God has already blessed us with. You know, when I told Book the other day, I said, you know, Book, we look at people today and we complain. There are people in the hospital, I told Book, I said, would give everything they got to be healthy like you. They're dying of cancer and disease and 
They're not going to make another month in some cases. But you got a healthy body. They got people, Kevin, would take all their money, and if they can have Boogie's body, would give it up for, for a chance to live a longer life. Or mine, even though, even though it's 61 years old. <laughs> I still can go. I still, uh, God has given me health. I can still bounce around. I can still do things, okay? Because God has blessed me. Sometimes riches are not what you got in your pocketbook, but it's around you. If we look around long enough to see it, I told some, I told book that one day, I said, you go in the middle, go in them countries in Africa and see how they live off of dirt floors. You're going to come back with a different attitude, I guarantee you. They got to go miles to get buckets of water out of a polluted uh, pond somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Living in, 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 in the midst of a cesspool. And you're going to think twice when you put that little trinket on, 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 on your <laughs> kitchen when you got good water to drink. Huh? Hallelujah. Let's stand up, praise God. And we're going to pray. I'm not preaching this message because I'm pressing you to give. Just leave, leave me. I, I made my mind up that I wanted to obey God, all right? And what you give today is between you and the Lord, all right? And we need to understand that you're not sowing in an in a unfruitful vine. This church is growing. It's going to grow. We got people, but it's going to grow. But it's the gospel's here. And we, 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 people are listening. They're hearing it, okay? And we need you to be faithful. Because I like what we did the other day. When we had that air conditioning went out, we had the money to fix it. Now, if we'd have to get one, because to put a brand new unit and have it hooked, you're looking at $8,000, $9,000. We did it for $1,700. And what? The guy told me, he says, Lanny, sometime I get them. If you want them, you can have them. I said, give them to me. <laughs> oh, I go pick them up. We'll stack pile them somewhere. We'll, we'll always have one, right? Oh, man. I said, what a blessing. And thank God it was there. And I've always, listen, I have things wrong. I'm always looking for stuff to refurbish or fix up. I said to myself, I said, well, you see, sometimes somebody's junk is somebody else's trash. <laughs> so we fix it up. We use it. And before it goes out, well, it was free. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's where your heart is to this morning. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. For your word, Lord God. For those that are listening on the internet, Father. Those that are struggling. Those that understand how important giving is to their faith. Lord, you made it very clear. It's where our heart is. Where our treasures will be also. Lord, I want to pray for those that are not here. They're sick. Lord, Lord, they need a healing, Lord God, in their body. I ask you right now to bless them, to heal them. To bring healing in their bodies, Lord God. Lord, we stand as a church for them. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would heal them. And Lord, bless your people that give. Bless them abundantly, Lord God.
open doors of heaven and pour them out a blessing, Lord God, that they can't contain it. Father, I just thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your provision. Bless this church that it can go on and continue preaching the gospel. Bless the people, Lord God. We thank you and praise you. 